A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 7th of February of the year of our Lord, 2002. NBA for the PlayStation. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what the game was called. Yeah, NBA 2002. NBA Live, isn't it? NBA Live. Yes. We get to land Live, on. unlike our co-host here, <laughs> we get to Mr. Land, Tom Campbell. We get to land on one of these that truly scans. <laughs> Hero, Enrique Iglesias. Uh, somebody, he's my singwriter uh, of the... That, that I'm not doing any of this, sorry, man. I've butchered more English than fucking Sutcliffe. Um, from his second <laughs> English language three album, Escape. Uh, it went really well, 8 million copies, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hero is one of the few songs chosen by radio DJs in New York City to be remixed with audio from police, firefighters, civilians, uh, Ground Zero, and politicians commenting on the attacks, as was the style at the time. Uh, the Chemical Brothers' fourth album is out now. I haven't deemed fit enough to put the name of the album. They've got one, and it's called the fourth album, I guess. Must have been good. Yes. Uh, the one have come with us, and it began in Africa. Good for them. The Sky is still number one in the UK. Bad for them. Graham Taylor came out of retirement in February 2002 to return to his old job at Aston Villa, but retired for a second time after Villa finished the 0203 season in 16th place in the Premiership. Oh, does he not like that? <laughs> uh, also this week, 3,000 hopefuls travelled to London to attend auditions to replace Kim Marsh in Hearsay. Or heresy, as they say. <laughs> it was heresy uh, that Kim Marsh got removed. Absolutely. Johnny Chantal is introduced as the band's new member two days later. Fans of the media later dismissed the process as a stunt because Chantal is a former member of the pop group Boom. Accusations that prompted Hearsay to issue a statement denying it was fixed. Well, if he was in a previous band, of course he's going to apply to be in another band. Yeah. Right, we've got uh, Jesse the Hairdresser. Uh, and also Lemmy from Motorhead. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Mm. Oh, I don't know why he wouldn't take a trained singer over fucking Sharon that works at, at Curl Up and Die in Rochester. Yeah. They're like, hang on, I thought reality TV was just this one. It's, it's not. It's, we still the, thought it was real. Yeah, the irony is it's called reality TV. <laughs> yeah. uh, BBC Director General Greg Dyke launches his Cut the Crap, Make It Happen initiative designed to cut red tape and inertia of the corporation. They still haven't. Can confirm. It's good if you say that, isn't it? <laughs> Makes it sound like you're working. They've gone from cut the crap to just cut as much as you possibly can. Yes. Uh, Anna Medale, it's the day, hello, of Gabriel's christening. And after all that, Benice and Ashley's recent problems, it will be a miracle that they's go, the day goes without a hitch. <laughs> I hope nothing bad oh. happens. <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> Gabriel, if it's a girl, they're going to name her Gabrielle. If it's a boy, they're going to name her Dave after Rodney. <laughs> Uh, the big game this week is NBA Street. So oh, you're so close. I nearly got the right game. Remember when EA was so big, they could be EA, EA Sports, and EA Berg. Yeah, I remember EA Sports Berg. Which Let's is for a small indie company now, EA. So. <laughs> a small indie company, which everyone has a lovely time working for. And there are no problems. Stop talking about Cold Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Where uh, there are some problems. That's right. Speaking of some problems, bloody hell, it's us. It's the Cold Hollet Classic Smackdown Review with your lad Tom, who knows the year by what NBA game it is, and Matthew, who knows what year it is because of what FIFA game was out. <laughs> are you a FIFA boy? 
No, I couldn't think of any other game that came out franchise-wise. Uh, yeah. Apart from EA, big. <laughs> Tom, how are you? Are you having a big week? Big, big. It's been, every week's been big lately. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, I just, I hope you bought tickets for the Impact UK Invasion Tour, because I'll be around your house if you haven't. Um, oh, you'll be evading them. I'll be invading their house if they don't come see us on Friday night. Wow, what are you, the what are you, the Ottoman Empire? <laughs> That's another exciting announcement. Another Royal Rumble, Rumble at the at uh, at uh, Wembley at Box Park at Wembley. It'll be Cultaholic teaming up with Hooked on Wrestling for a special Royal Rumble watch party next year. That's right. We're going to beat the fuck out of Hooked on Wrestling. <laughs> so, wait, we're teaming up. Oh God, sorry. I have to unsend those tweets. <laughs> Yes, please do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your mother cooks a lovely casserole. I'm sorry. <laughs> Misunderstood the situation, Mr. Hook. We are joined by a very lovely casserole in Fred Ottman, a.k.a. the Shockmaster, a.k.a. Typhoon, a.k.a. Tugboat. <laughs> now, I talk oh, like a typhoon. I address this in the new... Like? Oh, <laughs> 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 ah, God, the humanity. It's like a Zabruga. Um... I uh, I addressed I have to address I addressed this in the video where we announced it. I did a nine pitches for Fastlane, uh, where we featured LA Knight being saved from the river by tugboat. When I gave that pitch, I had no idea that we were about to announce doing a show with Fred. Honest to God, no idea. I love you, Tom. You're so smooth. It's true though. I'm gonna start calling you peanut butter. It's true though. I didn't. I'm, I swear on my on my on my family's life, I had no idea. Oh we were no! About don't to do that. No, it's true. <laughs> And my dead mother's wings. No idea. I have these horrifying... On my dog's eyes. On my dog's eyes. <laughs> it's okay, I believe. It. I am simply playing. On my dog's Bless eyes. You. Isn't that right, Blind Charlie? <laughs> woof, no. woof, thud. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> woof, woof, ow, ow. Uh, <laughs> no, we're buzzing. Oh, we're so excited to be working with Hooked on Wrestling. Um, Tickets, by the way, go on sale uh, first weekend in November. First week in November uh, for all the shows they're doing, not just the Box Park Wembley one, but they're doing Royal Rumble parties all over the UK, and you can go and see them. If you can't come see us at Box Park, there'll be ones wherever, hopefully wherever you are. Uh, and yeah, we're hanging out with Fred Ottman. You can ask questions to to the mighty Typhoon, uh, and uh, and of course, I'll be on stage with him asking a few questions of my own as well. <laughs> Which I'm buzzing for, and I'd love to see you there as well. So Fantastic. We're going to announce 81,000 tickets sold regardless of who comes. <laughs> exactly. We will lie about the attendance. No, it's tickets distributed. <laughs> Duh. Uh, it's, been, it's been a very worky week. Um, we've, uh, but in the in real world, Alex and I have found ourselves working at opposite ends of the of the week again, because she's been doing some early as I've been doing some late. So we're sort of meeting in the middle on the odd occasion. You're hearing this probably during a period where I've not seen her for about 20 hours because she did an early shift. I did a late shift in, in Teesside. So I traveled out of town and then, I, and then that was the Friday night. Was last night I've since come back, had about three hours sleep and I'm doing a breakfast shift as you're hearing this. If you're listening to this as it goes out live, which is only about 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, BST. So we've been busy bees um, uh, the last week or so, but otherwise, all is good. How are you, more importantly? Wonderful, mate. I'm just in very good spirits in general. You really are. I'm, I'm happy to be alive. Some, mm. some weeks you just forget. Like, you get so caught up in the humdrum, being a cog in the wheel, etc. Some weeks you wake up and be like, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> the opposite of being dead isn't this nice it is exactly that it is it i was is. so hyped up i probably mentioned this in the podcast already but for those who don't listen ha, ha, ha. the northern boys attended newcastle and i was the most hyped and excited i've been to go to a gig an event in a while probably so since wembley <laughs> so because it was just like because oh, they had so many bishop auckland friends come up so and I'm like, push friends are here. Then other friends were there. And it was just like, oh, I couldn't be up with people and stuff like that. It was just like, oh, this is so cool. Explain who the Northern Boys are for those who may not have seen their yeah, phenomenal half, TikTok. Two and a half uh, old men who uh, sing and dance. They got five songs. They played them. <laughs> they danced. They took their tops off because we told them to. They didn't take their dicks out. So, yeah. <laughs> Mixed bag, as they say. They blatantly lip-synced. Uh, one got away with it. The other guy clearly didn't. Oh, bless them. They're M great. Milly though. Vanilli, but you know what? Such good crack. The crowd was so cool. They were in on it. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we, we get it. Don't worry. 
That's yeah. it. Everyone's having a nice time. That was it. It was such a cool experience and just, yeah, loved it. And you had a picture of the one that, that doesn't sing, but does dance. Yes. <laughs> Kev. You got a picture with Kev. Yeah, I felt so cool. Oh, I like that picture of you I and said, Kev. I said, can I get you a drink? And he went, no. I think he had plenty. <laughs> Were they a bit hammered on stage? He <laughs> like he wanted a cup of tea and a wonk. <laughs> And they didn't have any tea. What's in the news, Tom? <laughs> right, let's go through uh, the news for February 7th, 2002 from the Wrestling Observer and Figure 4 Online. Um, after I do this, if you're new here, Matthew Gregg will talk us through this oh, yeah, week's hello. episode of SmackDown. Uh, first week of February on the road to No Way Out and the debut in the WWF of the NWO. Uh, but there is some NWO-flavoured news uh, taking place away from the screen because what is the most... Uh, uh, one of the, mo- the, the most radical, rebellious thing that a renegade group can do. That's right, litigation. Uh, this week, oh. Kevin Nash became the first of what will probably be a string of wrestlers to file lawsuits against Universal Wrestling Corporation, the legal entity formed by Time Warner AOL when WCW was bought uh, by the WWF in March 2002. Now, the lawsuit filed last week in Fulton County, Georgia, alleges that WCW, quote, engaged in a systematic pattern and practice designed to avoid paying the professional wrestlers millions of dollars in royalties over a period of many years. Uh, Nash claims he's owed royalties for the organization's use of his likeness and his name, as well as IP associated with his character, particularly with creative influence on the NWO and the Wolfpack. Now, these stories... Uh, and this is where this may become familiar. Uh, they began many years ago. Uh, it was Chris Jericho's girlfriend at the time that was the, uh, the, the that raised the alarm on this one. She went to the store and bought uh, a two-pack of WCW figures with Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko. However, when she got the receipt, the receipt said Hulk Hogan action figure. Once the word got out, everybody started looking at their receipts. And sure enough, no matter what figure you bought, it was like a Hulk Hogan figure or a Dennis Rodman figure. And everybody went, what the fuck is this? Uh, those receipts were used to tally royalty payments. So even if, so if every receipt said Hulk Hogan or Dennis Rodman, those two were the only two people getting money for their purchases. So if, they bought, if you bought a Chris Jericho figure and the receipt said Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan got the money mm. for that figure. It was seen as a Hulk Hogan buying a figure. Uh, quote, WCW were, has been able to divert wrongfully to itself and its affiliates millions of dollars in royalties each year that rightfully belong to the professional wrestlers including kevin nash that's from the lawsuit uh, one of nash's attorneys is john taylor jr uh, and he told the fulton county daily report he was preparing lawsuits on behalf of several other wrestlers as well it's believed that vampiro is among those who will be filing suit as his image appeared without his permission in an advert for the microsoft ultimate tv last year he was never paid a dime for it I presume, what i presume they make they played a clip of nitro on microsoft ultimate and, What's uh, Microsoft Ultimate TV? <laughs> no, I think it was a TV ad for Microsoft Ultimate. Right. Two you seconds. check out what Microsoft... Microsoft Ultimate. So this may ring a bell with some people. I think once the action figure thing comes to light, you'll know this is a lawsuit that uh, certainly does have legs in the sense that, you know, it felt that any figure that you bought, chances are Hulk Hogan or Dennis Rodman or someone else got the money for that figure and got the royalties for that item. I can't find it. Googling Microsoft Ultimate brings up so many different things. <laughs> Do you want to hard. install Edge? No. Not even AEW wanted to install Edge. Oh, no. Uh, Microsoft Ultimate TV was a thing. Oh. Ultimate T- oh um. I apologize. Ultimate TV was the name of a website of all things television. Officially launched in May 98 in California. Um, blah, 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 blah. Briefly, the website was launched as UTV, your ultimate TV network. All right. Oh, before UPN said, don't call it that. We're the Ultimate Network. And like, all right, we're Ultimate TV then. He goes, all right, fine. Um, Ultimate TV. It looks like the UPN stuff. So I don't know why Vampiro would be on there. Yeah. They had Buffy the Vampire Slayer during the bad seasons. What the hell is this? You know what? Yeah, we're, we're now ahead here. But like, I don't know why Vampiro would be there. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so- but yes, um, Kevin Nash has talked about this briefly with Sean Oliver in recent years and his makes the assumption that, yeah, he did rather well out of this because mm. he was right. He was absolutely right, and there'll be many but others. Kevin Nash would say well. that. Kevin Nash can turn a, uh, a loss into a win very easily because he's he, smooth. He's good like that. He's so smooth, he said, they'd call him the Tom Campbell of WCW. Oh, <laughs> I don't work for me, brother. 
the NWO website is officially up. You can look at it at nwo.wwf.com. I attempted oh. to look at it through the Wayback Machine, but I needed to install Flash. Ah. Ah. Uh, but I didn't bother. Um, basically, on the website is a rewritten history of the NWO. Oh. Bios of Scott Hall, Kevin Ash, and Hulk Hogan. Now, the new story, so forget everything else about the NWO. Um, you know how Vince said you can't, said to WCW, no, you can't pretend that we've sent them to destroy you. That's illegal. We will sue you if you do. The bio reads that they were sent to WCW to destroy it, <laughs> did so, and are now looking to kill the WWF as well. So that's the new history is written by the winners, lest we forget. Yeah, well, that fits at least the scenario and explains why they would be being brought in, at least. Yeah, so um, storyline-wise, it explains Yeah, they killed the company. They killed WCW, and you go, well... It wouldn't have the same impact yeah. if they went. They came to kill the WCW. They didn't quite do it, but now they're going to Yeah, try. I was going to say, like, hey, WCW's fucking awful, blah, 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 die, die, die. Mm. Anyway, they're here because we need the ratings. Yeah, it doesn't really work as well, does it? So, all right, you just, yeah, whatever. Uh, one other story I'm going to share with you before we go into Nitro this week. Uh, it's an odd one about the Nitro. Necro... But- oh, yeah, sorry, SmackDown. Oh, dear, yeah. So, talk about the NWO. I'm nowhere somebody. near as hot as Sam. <laughs> That's very true. New episode, by the way, on the podcast feed right now. Um, a weird story about the Necro Butcher to end on today. An O2? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, during a barbed wire salt and leeches match at the Coliseum Championship Wrestling event taking place the day before SmackDown in Coliseum Evansville. Championship. It makes it so impressive you put a giant arena name in the name of the company. It does, doesn't it? Coliseum Wrestling. Um, anyway, during the match, he apparently ate one of the leeches. No! Uh, to quote the Observer, nothing's his family fun like a man eating a leech under the guise of doing pro wrestling. I can't believe a man named, what's his name? Necro Butcher would do something like that. You know what? I thought I knew all the dirt about Necro, but like, he ate a leech. There's a new one for you. Did he make the leech better by sucking its blood? (laughs) There you go, we're top there. So let's move on. I'll have a few little bits to drop in as we go. Okay, lovely. So we don't have a live feed. Boo, Matthew, Aww. boo. We want you to I talk about... I was hoping about... we would based on something that comes we'll, up We've got a bunch of other stuff happening All right. this week, Dory. But uh, Sunday Night Heat results. Val Venus defeated Randy Orton. Ron Waterman defeated Rico Constantino. And I'm sure Melt is like, but he's so fucking good. He's so good. Ron Waterman is not. Oh, sorry, those are dark sh- matches on that heat. Uh, the live portion of the show included a Kurt Angle getting lost in New York City on his way to WF New York. After being given bad directions that sent him to Harlem, Angle and his limo driver met a transvestite, with the limo driver opting to stay with the transvestite while Angle went out on foot to find the restaurant. It's nice they got Eddie Murphy to help with that. <laughs> I think that reference is timely for the top. Whatever. Very timely for the Ask time. Ask your dad. <laughs> Angle finally appeared at WF New York during the closing moments of the show. Landstorm defeated WF Cruiserweight Champion Tajiri in an untitled match. Don't know why that is. Test pinned Spike Dudley who is still the tag champion at 2 minutes 55. Scotty Hottie pinned the Hurricane in 2 minutes 39. I love these matches being this length. Um, with a roll-up and bridge after avoiding the eye of the Hurricane. Uh, Jackie again, referee for the bout. And then the main event, Kane pinned Christian with a choke slam. <laughs> Christian main event. <laughs> what a That'll be the idea. day. <laughs> in the cold open to SmackDown, Stephanie has realized her marriage is falling apart. Lisa. So there's only one way they can prove their love. That's they being Steph and Triple H. The pair of them are going to renew their wedding vows on Raw. Triple H is not impressed and says, No! Why do I have to, Steph? Why, 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 you billion-dollar princess? Why, why, everything is about you? Why? Steph panics and as Triple H leaves the arena and maybe even his wife, she says there, she says, he has to. Because she's preggers. Pregante! Triple H responds by dramatically staring at Steph. And kissing her. He's so happy. They're having yeah. a kid. Lola's deadpan delivery of, yay, she's pregnant, made this segment. <laughs> I'm sure she's really preggers, though. She wouldn't lie to us. Or the 13,550 paid attendance to the LACA Staples Center. Center made of staples. Good. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> America's weird. Uh, here for this lovely edition of SmackDown, we start with The Rock. Bloody hell, that's rare. Straight in there with The Rock. Straight out of fifth gear. Rock's fuming because Undertaker hit him with a lead pipe, which then caused him to lose to Jericho. 
the Jericho loss obviously hurting way more than the piping. Yeah, the lead pipe uh, that, that looked very rubbery <laughs> and then broke off a little bit when he hit him with it. Because you hit him really hard, man. You hit him really hard with it. Is that what it was? Yeah, he's an alchemist. <laughs> turn, turn, Full metal alchemist. Turn a lead into plastic. <laughs> Rock demands Undertaker to show up, but Booker is here instead. Booker T can't stand suckers with big heads like The Rock. Big head. <laughs> Booker's the one that beat Triple H last week, and I'll put in brackets, he did. Rock knocks Booker, saying he wants to be in the movies, so why don't you come down here and they can make a movie in the ring. By the way, the name of the movie is The Rock is whooping your ass all over the arena. Rock can make crap sound great. There was a there was a this bit here felt like Booker started started stalking to the ring a bit earlier than expected. The Rock had one more line in there. So the Rock said, like, go to come here and get your ass kicked. And Booker starts to walk towards him. Rock goes, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> And, and you're going to be in the movie and it's gone. I'm going to kick your fucking head in. Yeah. And then he runs in. He ad-libbed. Yeah, he chucked a little bit extra in there, maybe. Well done. Yes. Yeah, it works. Oh, you're yeah. like, yeah, just, just beat him up. Uh, Booker heads down. Maybe Booker's like, I'm not going to let you talk shit about me too long, man. But I've I been down this road before. <laughs> I just beat Triple H. No. But then he goes, let me I'm, get a bit of heat. I'm not going to let you talk shit about me. I'm going to run to the ring. Oh, you've asked me to stop. Okay, I'll stop and wait. <laughs> Yeah, and now right, 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 right. What's the name of the movie going to be? Well, I'm glad you asked that because Booker T just punches <laughs> Ow. Booker heads down and it's a match. Booker gets the rock down to start with a scissors kick. Brave way of starting SmackDown, says me from two weeks ago. Michael Cole says Booker is here to make a name for himself. Lola says, you don't like the name Booker T? <laughs> Booker smacks the rock at the guardrails as he's such an unselfish guy and way better than Austin. Rock waits for the crowd to start chatting, The Rock's name, before coming back with the DDT. But Booker cuts it off and lands the axe kick. Lola calls it the sucker kick. <laughs> Don't sucker kick, will you, Gene Snitsky? Uh, Booker charges <laughs> up his <laughs> finisher. That. Thank you. And right. gives a Hollywood spinneroonie with The Rock kipping up just as he finishes it to land the spinebuster people's elbow to end it. Wow, not even a rock bottom. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Booker got stuck in, uh, yeah, got stuck in for a change. And I was convinced Undertaker was going to brain Rock or something to give Booker victories over Triple H and Rock. Then I realized I need to take my medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never, to be fair, meds aside, I expected something similar as well. Yeah. But no, um, fuck you, Booker. <laughs> like, you you get back in your box, you're going to lose to Rock here. And he, did, and he gave it a bit more socks than he normally does. Yeah. I feel like this was more, a more competitive match with Booker than it was at SummerSlam 01. Yeah, I feel like there yeah, was I 100 Booker agree. had a bit more aggression in here, which was nice to see. Yeah, believe. Wait, is there a, is there a chance Booker m m might win on SmackDown? No. no, but we thought there would because Rock sells. Mm -hmm. uh, later on, Doctor Pregnant checks on Steph. <laughs> Doctor Pregnant. <laughs> don't, what? Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Doctor Pregnant. They went the doctor school for that. Do you remember that internet guy called Mister Pregnant? From way internet back, guy. there was a YouTube. There was a, there was a YouTube guy called Mister Pregnant. What was his gimmick? He was just a he was football just, stats. Just, <laughs> he was just a fat bloke. Fat enough. bloke that had like fake big teeth in. And he was just. This is in the very early days of like, the, the Wild West of YouTube. There's a guy called Mr. Pregnant. Nah. There was a thing. I'll take your word from this person up. existing. Mr. Pregnant. Uh, meanwhile, the NWO make their debut at NWO. Huh. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> Did by you the way, I was going to say, by the way, it's worth noting here, as well later on, that the NWO. Get a little video package. However, it's immediately apparent for those who are watching WCW, like we were back in today, that WWE doesn't get the idea of the NWO's deliberately low quality production. So this is the WWE's high quality production, but NWO. And it's me really like, no, that's not. That's not the point. You've made it look all like high resin shit. It's not supposed to look like that. Yeah, they try to. They they made it. They it, they tried to. They look too polished. It, the polish is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Thank you. It was too polished. They uh, they they got the, the in terms of like the fact that to make it look old, they had grainy black and white, but it still looked too clean. Yeah. To be them, but I think this was this was this is indicative of WWE. Like the yeah. irony of a company called Raw has a show called Raw, and it's like the most polished show on oh, wrestling. Point, but it's yes. called Raw. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the use of the uh, copyright safe Jaws music that they used for this bit, which suggests to me that Scott Hall, Kevin Dash, and Hulk Hogan are going to eat everybody. <laughs> 
Oh. They used Jaws music. For oh. this first. Later they used the whack and a hey, hey. Uh, because... I thought it was because they made their debut in the 70s. <laughs> I do enjoy all the footage, all like this, the sh- all the stock footage of like people running from atomic yeah. bombs and stuff. Right, right, right. That's, all, that's <laughs> always know. good, isn't it? Like, like uh, so, I quite enjoyed that part of it. Um, but we see these throughout the night. So, in lieu of of, of semi regular Vince McMahon skits mm. backstage, we just get NWO promos throughout yeah. the night instead. Um, yes, yes. The, the Observer writes that Scott Hall, Kevin Ash, and X Pac have been spending this week working out with Tom Pritchard at the HWA Training Center. Oh, that's a nice... Uh, what, are they skipping <laughs> training? <laughs> I had to go through all the names. Was it fucking Zip? Did they Zip? <laughs> that's not right. He was Zip, was Dr. Tom. Wow, what a good guess, sir. Uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard famously features in a couple of random... Uh, he's, a, he's a training partner for many people coming in. Yes. We just watch all the classic Raw review, which you'll see in a week or so. Um, the the training montage of Rocky Maivia and it's him fighting Tom Pritchard oh. doing like yeah, the first person to get like the lay in the smack down DDT oh. was Tom Pritchard on TV before this he was the scab ref who uh, overturned China's title victory he was the scab ref I was because I had that issue with the ref magazine so it, it really stuck out because it's like you know it's it's him this dirty ref this guy looks like he's a fucking roadie <laughs> yeah. kind of China's got the IC title there but you know he's pointing going no and she's going like Oh, she's crestfallen. Was he wearing blue trousers? Yeah, and I was going to say, yes, he's he's wearing the wrong trousers, Gromit. <laughs> it's just some dude. Like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who's this anyway, absolute scutter? Speaking of who's this, Triple H shakes Dr. Pregnant's hand <laughs> as he reveals he's Australian. And I... <laughs> And I put, do they give birth like normal people? I thought they were still on the stalks. <laughs> he's so, not He's not Australian. Is he not? He's British. Mm. He's British. Are you sure? He keeps saying smashing. That's just the thing about koalas. No, it's, he's, he's British. I'm not. Turns out she's... Dr. A- Pregnant is British. <laughs> you don't recognise him because... Where's he from? British, is it... Is it is Are it, you, you babies looking canny She's from that. Dr. Pregnant's <laughs> playing from that part of England that, like, Daphne from Frasier's from. Yes. Exactly that part. But it is. All right, it's I'm from Manchester. <laughs> it sounds like someone doing it, like, pretending to be it. It's so put on. Whatever. But he is. He's, I don't think he's really a British, believe it or not. But uh, he's very much. Dr. Pre- Pregnant is an expert. He's a lovely, He'll honest also British man. He'll also be joining man. the NWO with Dr. Pritchard. <laughs> Who says the word smashing a lot because that's how WWF foreshadows. <laughs> That'll be explained next week. The smashing thing is foreshadowing. Okay. Because there's a, you know, not too many spoilers. <laughs> this gets rumbled next week. Oh, and, Tom. And the reason it gets rumbled. People just clicking away like oh, turning this Nick off. Foley's title victory in 99. <laughs> Turns out she's eight weeks pregnant. This is Steph, not Dr. Pregnant. And we see a picture of the stonograph. Steph says, baby, multiple times. This baby will save our marriage because this baby is baby. <laughs> and then angle, baby. Then angle it's shown with a baby carriage <laughs> walking backstage <laughs> with the baby. We get vintage clips of the NWO and the difference between their production style and Dewey's is black and white. Oh, wait. <laughs> we see footage here of them spray painting the WCW production truck. Which is ironic because we've just done that episode on the oh. Cultolic Classic Nitro review the week before this one. How about that? How about that? What a crossover we're getting here. Wow. The Xbox of the week is Angle attacking Triple H as he was wrestling that fierce Booker T. Xbox, like Steph's baby, Japan isn't buying it. I didn't even think that was that good. But thank Japan, you. Just Japan not buying it. Yeah. What else is... Japan's sitting there. Arms aren't folded. Nah. Uh, nah, mate. I don't think she's pregnant. <laughs> I think Dr. Pregnant's English. Man, <laughs> stupid. I think he's Australian. Shut up. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kurt Angle and his baby carriage head to the ring. Kurt heading to WrestleMania. Wait, is he? On Raw, Kurt told Vince that Triple H cheated during the Rumble, so he deserves a shot. And Vince saw it his way. So all he has to do is beat Triple H at No Way Out, and he's got the title shot. Wait, hang on. He said one thing last week about him. Oh, that Triple H, he cheated, and then that's been it. Vince hates trips. Hmm. He doesn't want trips in the match. He doesn't want trips headlining Mania. He wants Angle headlining Mania. Bear in mind that this is the same Vince that tried to give Angle the WWF title the night after Survivor Series. Oh, that's... So, so there is favoritism on show. Yes, you are right. But there's no buzz for this, because it turns out Steph's having a baby. Kurt has never felt sorry for a baby before. Until last Raw. Imagine having Triple H as your dad. Wow. Even as a fetus, he's smarter than his dad. <laughs> Now, I'm not a scientist, but with Triple H's sloping forehead and mean angry face and draping arms, Triple H is not a man. He's something else. Literally. Kurt reveals Triple H's kid. It's a Triple H gorilla from DeweyShop.com with a big nose attached. And Kurt makes him say, I am the baby game. <laughs> Kurt makes the baby open a present with his arms, which is hard to do. It's baby bananas. <laughs> Kurt feeds them via his nose as the baby proclaims they're that damn good. Wow, you take after your mum. She has manners. This brings out Triple H Senior. Wow, says Kurt, he even smells like you. Triple H comes out, punches Kurt in the fucking face, and then smashes the baby carriage over Kurt, and that's the bit. Wait, I was happy with Kurt doing his dumb stuff, because he's Kurt, and he can get away with doing this dumb shit. But then he gets beat up. That was his plan? I was, that was my idea. That was my, what was Angle hoping to achieve? Boy, I'm going under his skin. It's, it's, like, it, it's like he started having an idea... <laughs> And then a fly flew into the room. He got distracted and went, oh, I'll go do the thing I said I'm going to do now. But realized halfway through, oh, I haven't got an out for this. Yeah. This, is, this is the bloody pineapple thing at my engagement party all over again, where you start yeah. with a great idea and go, I don't know, I'm going to pay this off. <laughs> I'm glad you finally admit that. Oh, I've, I admitted it from the moment that I wrote on the Facebook post, please bring a pineapple with you. <laughs> Alex, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll figure it out close to the time. It is good seeing like, the amount of people that did bring them. I was over the moon like with me. it. Over the moon with it. But then I then chatted to Alex on the night and just going, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. I haven't got an help for this. And Alex went, that's your problem, that is. <laughs> She just completely fucking threw me under the bus. No, you wrote that. That's fucking on you, mate. Just, I'm having a lovely night. Just Tom going, dance, puppets, dance. Dance, puppets, dance. Uh, I put, Kurt's dumb, but he's not stupid. <laughs> It's a fine line, isn't it, Tom? It is. A, but you know what? Angle makes this shit bloody wonderful. Uh, anybody else doing this, and you can see this dying a miserable death, but, but because it's Kurt, he's credible mm. as both the hardest man alive and also a bit dumb. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Again, the Triple H gorilla from ShopZone. I assume you could buy that. Well, Otherwise, what would be the point? Well, that, it's one of those things where it's, it's fuel to the fire because, like, WWF at this point, we're in a legal... 
we had, had had a legal issue with with the World Wildlife Fund, with the Wildlife Fund for Nature, um. and, uh, and the World Wildlife Fund for Nature. So they were about to lose the F. So, and one of the bones of contention was they were selling like teddy bears and dolls and, and animals oh. and stuff with the WWF scratch logo on. And they're going, there are grannies around the world that get fucking confused when they, when they go to buy something for, for the World Wildlife Fund and they buy like a WWF teddy bear. Fuck, yeah. I, mm, okay. Yeah. Well, this is one of the reasons why they lost in court. Yeah, one of many. Uh, we get an invitation to watch Triple H renew his vows on Raw, as apparently the entire show will be Triple H this week. Bloody hell. It's the Triple H night. I'm already sick. We've barely had any wrestling. <laughs> uh, Regal heads out to presumably talk about Steph's bosom or something, uh, as do the Duds, who are here to debate whether or not you bring gifts to a redo of a wedding vow. <laughs> if so, they should bring Truth, Clearasil, <laughs> and Subway, who sponsor this match. <laughs> And I put the truth is, no amount of clearer still can clear up a certain Subway sponsor's reputation. <laughs> I think you did that one last week. I mean, what else are you going to say? He's in all the adverts. <laughs> He's there. Arvidi and Rikishi head out as we get clips of Goldust's big return being centered around RVD. He was the one that he was going to, he was, he was talking about in his promos. Oh. Goldust and Van Damme, I guess. Uh, okay. Different. It's not been done before. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see why soon. <laughs> anyway, here's the Sinister Surge Edge, and Rob Zombie is here in person to make sure the name of the song is correct this time. <laughs> yeah, he looks livid, doesn't he? He's sat in the fucking cheap seats as well. You know, normally when there be special guests, they're right at the front. He's like somewhere at the back. They've mm. gone and found him with a tracking right. camera. There's Sinister Surge yeah. himself. He's like, oh, I could use that tracking camera for my latest film, The House of... And we move on. And also, he's done the soundtrack for uh, No Way Out, which is the song Feel So Numb. That's right. So Rob Zombie's had a lot of money from the WWF this month. That's right. Someone who doesn't feel numb. <laughs> it's me watching this. It's a six-man tag with Arvidi effortlessly taking down Devon until Regal takes on Edge as crowd chants that he sucks. Cole reminds us Taz and Spike are the tag champs and that the Dudleys are mad that they are the champions. Yeah. Remember that tag division? Rikishi gets Remember that hot her? tag and cleans house. Arvidi lands a flying kick on Devon. Regal lands the butterfly. Arvidi spears Edge. Bubba sends Edge outside. Rikishi takes the ass in the corner to a huge pop before immediately walking with 3D. Lovely standard stuff here with the ever-present cool finishing sequence still there on SmackDown. It's not just the Hardys that do that now. But it was funny how Rikishi literally did his finisher, the ass in the corner to Bubba, turned round and then took a 3D. Post-match, the Dudleys assist Regal in bussing open Edge with the, the brass knucks. And I thought it was a nice image there, because like, yeah, Regal getting some credibility still, even after all this attacking. Uh, and then he and then he had him on the Regal, see him in the Regal stretch, the Regal on, stretch the, yes. on the rampway. So Edge bleeding from the mouth, being put in the Regal stretch. It was added a, a bit of an, a bit of an edge, pun intended, to Regal ahead of his match with Edge that will be at the pay per view. Um, Devon was wearing the Jobber WWF pay per view T shirt at the NW and the No Way Out logo on it. I presume he forgot his kit. I think yeah, that'd have someone wear it, right? I guess someone had to. It was just Devon that. No, no, exactly. But he won. They won the match. That's true. They did win the match. Devon get away with that. Uh, f fun six man. I thought this was good. Yeah. Good knockabout fun. I like RVD and Edge as a team. Mm. They've done that a couple of times now, and they've done it a few times on the road. I think good little team. Yeah. And also Regal looked like a beast. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Win, win, win. Later on, a pose down between the women and the gays. Also, Maven. <laughs> It's not labelled as that, but it pretty yeah. much is that. Mm. Also, Maven takes on The Undertaker for the hardcore title. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Jericho heads out with the god-awful chest pants that I associate with this horrible run he's currently on. Colin Furs that he got his gear from <laughs> West Hollywood, because that's where the gays live. <laughs> Cole, they're on later. This is, this is Jericho. <laughs> You're too early, on, Cole, man. for the gays. Jericho reminds us he beat The Rock for the sixth time on Raw, but he gets no respect. Because <laughs> everyone says Austin's going to kick his ass. But here's Austin, and hey, that's not Austin. That's Will Sasso of Mad TV. In his second time getting involved in wrestling after having a match with Bret Hart on Nitro one time. Oh my yes, God, he did, didn't he? Uh, Will does the what, then the where, and the why, and the who, and the how as Jericho does his promo around him. <laughs> Will sounds more convincing. Uh, then Will does a promo where he does the tone and style of Austin's promo fine, but with zero attempt at the accent, and it gets little reaction with the crowd. Then the real Austin shows up, 
and Ward will until dumb Jericho tries to sneak attack Austin and gets kicked away like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Will tries to leave, but Austin makes him promise not to do that again ever. Cross his heart, hope to die, stick a needle in his eye. Okay, great. Stunner Will Sasso, and then Austin drinks. <laughs> I think people like this segment because of the idea of Will Sasso doing his Austin impression, rather than how good the segment actually was. I don't know. What say you, Tom? I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought, I think it was a, an interesting, like, at least with this, compared to Angle's thing earlier, Jericho had, I guess, some kind of plan, maybe, to, to, to yeah. throw Will Sasso in front of him. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you're saying Will Sasso was better than a shop zone gorilla yes. with a big nose attached. Ever so slightly, I think with so. baby bananas. I thought Will did a great Steve Austin impression. Both say didn't attempt the accent, but certainly had all the mannerisms and, and gesticulation down. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed uh, how he checked his heart and looked really sad when Austin came out because he knew he was going to die. Um, Will Sasso talked about this segment on uh, Chris Van Vliet's show uh, and said he talked about like, how much he, when the idea came around to do the crossover with Mad TV, Will Sasso was a massive wrestling geek. Yes. So he was like, I really want to do that. Uh, he said that he got there in the afternoon and he and Austin and Jericho went through the segment. Uh, Austin, apparently, during when they weren't talking about it, was ranting about the NWO return. Austin was just like going, God, they're bringing back the goddamn NWO. Austin Will Fuck Sasso? Yeah. Oh, he's just, <laughs> just, just, just shitting on the NWO comeback with Will Sasso. Right. It's amazing. I miss my wife, Tails. I miss my wife. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog pissed on my wife. So like Shadow pissed on my wife. I feel like I could trust you. <laughs> I miss my wife, Tails. Um, he then said he got some advice. So he got told by Steve Austin, right? Um, this is how it's going to go. Mm. He got some advice from Jericho about how the segment's going to go. Paul Heyman came up and gave Will Sasser some acting advice. Just interesting. Well, he's, he's currently in the cinemas yeah. in the charts right now with the roller jam. There you go. Roller ball, bollocks. Can we say roller jam? Because that was a thing that TNN had. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I don't think anybody... When you think Heyman, TV, and roller, you think jam, not balls. <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman told uh, Will Sasso something that Rick Rude taught him about acting. He says, uh, if you're supposed to be scared, pretend there's a pencil in your ass and you're trying to break it. Wow. So, that's, Math, that's beautiful. For those who are watching on the Patreon, and we thank you for supporting us on Patreon, uh, and you can watch the video version oh, no. of this podcast. Math, I'd like you uh, to pretend that there is a pencil in your ass and you're trying to break it and give us your scared expression. <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting there like, I mean, you really have to clench. I mean, like, yeah. Ah! Yeah, yeah. You feel your neck muscles kind of like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good chick, that. Do you think he did that every time he took an atomic drop? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think. So. If you look at, if you now look at all the groups snapping pencils, <laughs> come on. If you look at all the times that Paul Heyman's been scared of. Roman Reigns. Oh. You can see that's what he's been doing all these years. Remember the advice Rick Rude gave me? It's okay to inject steroids <laughs> directly into the testicles. <laughs> oh, oh, Viagra, wasn't it? Sorry. Rip, rip in peace. Rick. Um, Vince McMahon then bury came... him in an L-shaped coffin. Vince McMahon even came over and was just like, hey, now, now, Will, when you see Stone, when Stone Cold's music hits, you've got to be terrified. You've got to be horrified. Yeah. And he was, and, and Will was impressed with the fact that even this segment, which multiple people had come and checked over, Vince even wanted like some ownership of that oh. as well. Like he was so involved in everything. Now, this is why I'm annoyed that we didn't have... A, a a network like a like a satellite version. Not this currently. Week. Not currently. Go on. But apparently that Austin spiel with Will Sasser was all off the cuff, and there was loads that was cut out. Oh. He goes off for ages. Apparently, like you know, he's one of the ad lib lines is, uh, "Are you going to go home after this? You going to go back to your fat, stupid wife and kids? Are they going to be proud of you for what you've done today?" Oh. Austin just rails on Will Sasso for ages, and he gets to the back, and apparently Austin went, "Oh, really sorry, son. We went ah. over." Because everybody had beaten into Will Sasso, like, make sure you hit the marks, make sure you hit your yeah. times. And then Austin went at the end, oh, really sorry, I overran. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. So it's a really lovely chat that Chris Van Vliet has with Will Sasso. It's definitely worth That's checking nice. out. If I have a leaks, then I'll uh, mm. leak all over oh, you, I guess. Please do. Oh. Leak all over me. I do like Will Sasso, though, like I said. I'm not, like, underplaying it. I just He's really good at impressions. He does like, one of the top three Jesse Venturas. Oh, my God, so good. He does yeah. a good Hulk Hogan as well. He did a good Paul Heyman on Chris Van Vliet. Obviously, Mad TV, if you've never seen it, that was all about impressions and Mm. uh, parodies and things like that. So, yeah, they get really good at it. Do you remember when Will Sasso became a really big deal on Vine? 
with a citrus. I love them. Spitting out lemons. Like, Samuel Sasso from Mad TV. Yeah. Like, I used to do the really good Arnie jokes impressions. That's the one. I used to, Arnie, Arnie driving. Let me drive. Let me drive. And it's just like you just see like a cigar in the shot of these vines and yeah, yeah. Arnie trying to grab the car from the driver. Yeah, yeah. Go see my, was it like, go see my new movie, Clone 2. <laughs> he goes, it's, there's no first one, but sequels make so much more money. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Al Snow tells Maven, remember what Undertaker did to him to motivate him tonight. How could he forget, Al? It's Maven. What else did he do? <laughs> Under uh, under who? Oh, take it. Right, right, that guy. Also, Paulina from Tough Enough One is in the crowd. Who? Google says she did nothing. Oh, thanks for coming. I Say like, hi to Rob Zombie for us. I like... She was sat close to Rob Zombie was. I like Al's um, promo for Maven, like the, 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 the big speech for Maven, which is, look, he's going to kick your ass, but let it be a man's ass that he kicks. And if it all goes wrong, I'll be outside with the car running. I loved it because it's because that's also just going. Look, mate, you're rubbish, but do your best. Yeah. <laughs> Try you, not to die too much. You have a man's ass, blackout. <laughs> that ass has never broken a pencil. <laughs> Better a broken pencil up my ass than a git. <laughs> Ric Flair makes Jericho versus Triple H for tonight. Hey, that's not fair to Jericho. So Flair still has power and stuff? Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yes, he never signed over. Yeah, he never signed over, company. so he still has... Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, Al Snow and Maven and the Tough Enough theme and Zero Pop come out because they've changed the music for the network. Oh, uh, but we get a clip of the Dropkick of Death, the new Doctor Who serial coming out on DVD <laughs> with only two episodes that actually exist. And the rest Kevner animated. in that one as well. Yes. Go on, Sue. Maven suffered a bruised larynx on Raw when Undertaker wrapped the chair around his throat and dunked him. <laughs> I hate when I bruise my larynx. <laughs> she stopped playing with it then. <laughs> Al tosses Maven a bin lid and he goes to town with it to show Maven is not afraid. He should be. Undertaker misses an elbow, but bins Maven with a bin punch, <laughs> with I've, which I've deemed important enough to put in cap the letters. <laughs> Al yanks Maven out the ring because it's all legal. Al tries to get involved and gets thrown over the guardrail as they walk over one of the camera cables because the signal goes fucky-wooky for a few seconds. <laughs> Al comes back with a ring bell, so Maven gets a roll-up. Al gets big booted outside, so Maven jumps right into a choke slam. But Undertaker picks him up a two because he's Big Red Boog or whatever his fucking name was that Jim Ross gave him at this point. <laughs> the Booginator goes for the Dragon Sleeper. Booger Red, Booger <laughs> Off. But the Rook, the Rock shows up and lands Gooba Booba Red with a chair shot at the rock bottom in revenge for last week's piping and plastic in, which leaves Al Snow to slam the mat for Maven to crawl over and pin Red Tits for the hardcore title. <laughs> Red Tits! <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker was protected to hell and it took three lads in a bin to do it but it was still a surprising result the hardcore title needed off of Undertaker though so this was for the best this is a nice moment this was a lovely moment uh, and one that wasn't planned uh, until that oh, afternoon oh even shot on him oh right <laughs> yeah, maybe with, with a shoot bin lid they call you Booga Wooga <laughs> Undertaker said no they don't call me I'm that. the Booga no, Wooga man <laughs> from Nightmare Before Christmas uh, the Observer writes that the WWF decided to put the hardcore title on Maven on that afternoon. Uh, Maven was at HWA uh, training at the gym complex they had there, and then someone turned up and went, "Mate, you got you got you got to, you got to fly to SmackDown." Oh, so he knew that, so he literally rushed a bag and flew out there. Someone must have suddenly realised that if Undertaker's going to do the job for The Rock at the pay per view which he better, since The Rock hasn't won a pay-per-view match in God knows how long, says Figure Four. Uh, he might want to drop the hardcore belt first. That's right, yeah. So that was why that decision was made very last minute. Huge pop for Maven pinning yeah. The Undertaker. Not even the overdubbed music could hide mm. how, how excited people were for Maven to get another one over The Undertaker. Yeah. And fair play to The Undertaker for, you know, we, we give him a lot of grief for just being like just a, a shit with young people and people he doesn't want to yeah. work with. He's given Maven a fair whack. Dude, he loved that hardcore title. He did, he didn't made he? made Taz look credible. Yeah. He haven't had a good match with Bradshaw. Uh, Spike Dudley, he 
killed, but well, whatever. Everyone does that. He did love the hardcore title. Uh, RVD tell. had that good match with uh, Vengeance, and then it's just like, what? Okay, the Jiri. And he's going back to being shit after this. So yeah, he's back in the main event. Oh, that to... rock match! You know, I'm, I'll be doing anything else over the. <laughs> Pay attention <laughs> to that match. We're looking at the NWO. Oh, Maron. <laughs> Uh, and then the women beat the gays in a calendar preview. Wait, we, 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 we missed, we had, in, in amongst all this, we had another two NWO promos. Oh, I've just liked skimming all the uh, we had We had one for, we had one which had footage of Bash at the Beach 1996. Of course. Which was just after Al Snow being, being hyping up Maven. And then after the match, we had the NWO promo that showed the finger poke of doom. Mm. So a, a, a reminder of how they killed the, uh, the WCW, not with wrestling, but with bad booking. <laughs> Good job there's That's none of that here in WWE right now. Uh, so over to the gays and the ladies for a pose down. Yeah, I've very briefly just put, uh, I'm amazed this time-killing house show special made it on TV, but here we are. <laughs> the women cheat to win because you can't trust them. They didn't That's cheat. Triple H. They didn't cheat. Of course they did. No, they just it, got more they cheats. Beat Billy and, they beat Billy and Chuck. Yeah. They must have cheated. <laughs> no, no. They, they, do you know what? Fair, Jerry Lawler officiating because, of course. Oh. Uh, fair play, Billy and Chuck. They really fucking lean into all of this. They've got the calendar, which I think they... I don't know whether they sold it on the website, but they should have done. Mm. They'd have made a killing. Uh, they really lean into it. Um, but of course, this is 2002, and we're all like, oh, women kissing women! Yeah. Uh, Tori and Stacey win, uh, but then immediately Bullshit. we have a Stacey heel turn by Tori post-match, and uh, and they kind of just sort of wander off from there. But it is very house showy. They cut this. out stuff from the Will Sasso Austin stuff. To, to show this shit. <laughs> Where's this going? It's women in it, and they, they draw well. It's women. Well, it's got better things. Women. Hold the pencil better. Yeah, they can hold the pencil better. Stop it. They look Don't. scared better. There you go. Thank you. Very tasteful. <laughs> Tobacco is Wacko presents Jazz beating Trish with official woman suplex to become the new champ. Nice. Smoking is bad for you. <laughs> Backstage, Triple H confronts Vince and tells him he just came back from a blown quad. And being told by Vince that he was just a piece of meat just to come back and win the Rumble and win the title at WrestleMania and then climb Everest and then get all 130 emblems in Sonic Adventure <laughs> and then suck more dick than Matthew at Wembley. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> just so Vince can walk Steph down the aisle and roar, Grandpa. Vince is like, all right, but you're in a handicap match tonight. <laughs> it's tough love. Yeah, Vince makes the Jericho Triple H match a handicap match, sticking angle in Jericho's corner as well. So uh, he's fighting from underneath. I hope he'll do it. Wow. Yeah. What could possibly happen? That whatever. Then who cares? We then look at the commentators who are talking about stuff. I guess doesn't matter. David Arquette is behind them in the crowd. A pay pay ticket. Colder, I guess, I assume, uh, with a sign that reads, former world champion. He's not wrong. They ignore him. He is not acknowledged. That's why I also want a satellite feed of this. Just want to hear them going, oh, it's fucking our Kurt. Yeah, that's why we need to see what really went on here. I can't find much about what happened here, but obviously if you know when David Arquette talked about it, let me know and we can yeah. bring it up next week. But it just sounds like he just, as a fan, just bought a ticket. Big wrestling fan, Arquette. Big wrestling fan is, is, is our State boy. the obvious, sorry. And <laughs> Your friend. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's really kind of, he's really doubled down and proved himself in years in the years recently. You know, there was that documentary about mm. his sort of wrestling comeback and his death match that he had. Like, he really threw he himself into it. He wrestled engaged. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I think it was almost, that was almost him with an apology to wrestling fans. I think for, he said that for a while, but I mean, it's so bad, like, Obviously, we didn't know it was, you know, whatever, all the stuff he did with it, with the, the money he got for it, he gave to friends of, uh, I believe it was Draws and Owen Hart. I yeah. Think, and it was all that stuff that was heard, but like, all you saw was David Arquette. Yeah. Whatever, obviously, he's just, you know, you need one person to be blamed for stuff, and well, there he was. It's one of those things where if you're yeah, at a point... Me on Twitter, you know, like yeah, that's, you know, you wouldn't go, you know, oh, do you want to come and do, do you want to come work with, in your dream job, with a, a thing that you really love, and make a bag of money? You're you not do gonna... do that. Yeah, well, you're... exactly. You're not going to go, oh, no, I think four people online might be really cross if I do. Shut up. Of course you would. <laughs> I wouldn't blink. I wouldn't That's blink. If Impact made me world champion at turning point. <laughs> oh, man, you might. <laughs> I wouldn't blink. Yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> you joke. Oh, I'm sorry. This, this, four this, people this online clip is going to come back and haunt you. Oh, come on. Uh, the Rock go on, is... Scott, do it. 
Do it, boss. I'm trying to talk over you so you don't hurt yourself in the long run. This will be the, the, the like June the King documentary where they're doing about you. It's just like, <laughs> Tom joked, but little did he know. He'd be dead three a weeks month later. later. <laughs> don't know Josh Alexander can't make it, Tom. <laughs> don't worry, I'm yeah. going to be here. <laughs> you like Maven. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing radio for HWA. Then a minute. <laughs> Backstage, The Rock is about to drive off, but Coachman asks if he's even with The Undertaker. Before he can even answer, a mad, mad booger dumb attacks Rock and says, We're not even! We're not even! Then amazingly, tombstones The Rock on top of his car. Brilliant. I'm like, wow, what the hell of a bump? The Rock must feel so numb. The theme song for NWO from Rob Zombie's new album, The Sinister Surge, which is nowhere near as good as the previous one, but I, I actually... Now that the bit of disappointment's left me, I went back and listened to it because of this fucking podcast. And it's like, oh no, there's a few good songs there. It's a good album. It's just, oh, LB Deluxe was like hit after hit. But, but that one, yeah, it's it's still a strong album all the yeah. same. With that rock promo, just to jump back to it, um, we haven't seen a tombstone in a while. Oh, Pile that? drivers were outlawed uh, and they are special occasion only now. So The Rock and Undertaker obviously having the trust in each other to pull this off safely. And, and this is the thing with diminishing returns, is if you're doing stuff like that all the time, it's going to have less and less effect the more you do it. The fact that we don't see tombstones very often, let alone a tombstone on a fucking car, this felt like a big thing. This wasn't just like Undertaker punching him backstage. Yeah. Fucking tombstone on a car. And you can sell that. And I think there's something to be said. I'm not going to get in a rant about, all oh, Canadian destroyers, blah, 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 blah. Um, But there's something mm. to be said for not doing a move for a long time and then doing it. And in, it has a much... Bigger impact and and probably a lot safer for the rock than taking a last ride or something on a car. Oh yeah, safe as houses. Undertaker's holding you. Yeah, just Undertaker's poor knees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Christ, bug, whatever. Yeah, poor bugger. He's not using them for anything. Uh, <laughs> the Rock is shoved in the Rock ambulance, and now it's time for the main event: Angle and Jericho versus Triple H, the strongest man in the world. <laughs> Triple H's entrance is twice that. Triple H's entrance is twice the length of his opponents combined. He destroys both men and sends Jericho over the guardrail. Kurt Germans Triple H once, and then Jericho attacks Triple H. It's apparently it's a no-tag match. Triple H spears Jericho as he barely lets Jericho even get towards Jericho in before he powers out. Triple H will sell for Kurt, though, before escaping the angle lock instantly. Jericho works on Triple H as the crowd yells, Angle sucks, because no one cares about Jericho. He's so over, they'll chant him, because Jericho is so unover. Uh, so then Triple H applies the walls on Jericho, and then the ankle lock on Angle. Jesus. Then we get Cole's Immortal. This handicap match has turned into a two-on-one affair. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you caught that too. Oof. Triple H takes an angle slam onto a chair, and that wins a storyline-relevant match, but otherwise an exercise in ego. Steph comes to check on her man, so Angle and Jericho looks at her, so Triple H chair shots them both. And then Steph lands Canadian Destroyers on both men too for the hell of it. <laughs> Oh, but, no, she did Oh, but then Triple H and Steph hug. Angle smashes Triple H, who lands on Steph, and there's real concern. She's hurt her unborn bairn. And that's a bit much for a fucking SmackDown TV wrestling show ending. You have been watching the Triple H show. What was the Triple H thing you remembered from the show, Tom? <laughs> well... Ah, okay, I enjoyed the main event, but fucking hell, let's not forget like Triple H is the most powerful wrestler oh, ever because it took two wrestlers and a steel chair to put him down, and uh, and he, and it nearly took out his baby, his baby in speech marks at the same time. Like uh, um, the crowd reacted accordingly, so they've obviously yeah. got over the fact that Steph is pregnant. Well, because the moment that chair hit and Triple H landed on top of it, they really knew what that could have meant. So it's like, oh god, and it just furthers the the anger towards angle from Triple H and yeah we'll we'll get this paid off on Monday dead quick mm. <laughs> we won't have to wait around too long to get this this weird uh, pregante story sorted <laughs> that'll be a thing yep. um, in terms of what I remember from this it's Maven winning the hardcore title that I had forgotten that happened but well. draped over Undertaker yeah. And the big pop that f was from it, from my house as yeah. well, because I loved Maven eliminating Undertaker of the Rumble. I loved yeah. him even more winning the hardcore belt from him. I'm like, yeah, go on, lad. Yeah. It's great. It's often forgotten that he did the Well, I'm good. maybe I'm just being naive or can't remember this period. But yeah, I don't remember Maven winning. Ah. So. What was your thing you remembered, though? Uh, Will Sasso. Mm. 
Yeah, because it's like, I like Will Sasson. That always, always comes up like Austin and funny comedian man is like named on YouTube. Like, no, that's, that's the Will Sass. <laughs> He'll give you Sass, I guess. Uh, yeah, um, just a nice little segment. And it's it's sad though, because when you're watching it, you go, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not much, is it? Jericho was like, he, 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 I got a comedian to psych out Austin. Has no effect on Austin whatsoever. <laughs> then Austin stops the Jericho sneak attack. And you're like, oh, Austin's giving Jericho as much as he gives, you know, Booker T, which is nothing. Mm. But yeah, you got to take the, the positives <laughs> where you can. Well, the Will Sasso thing was <clears throat> was something that I forgot. Oh, look <clears throat> at that! We've got different things. We did different You're things. Okay. Yeah, sorry, a little, a little frog in me throttle there. Oh. Um, it was something I'd forgotten to the point when, like, as I was watching it, and Austin's calling out Jericho's calling out Austin. Austin's music hits, and then for a split second, I go, Austin looks a bit. Oh, I, <laughs> I had a little moment where I went, is he? Oh, it's okay. Dude, I had that the other week when um, Miz came out dressed as LA Knight. And I'm like, yeah, that's LA Knight. <laughs> it took a good six seconds. Like, oh, it's the Miz. Oh. It's good when they get you. It's, yeah. it's not just LA Knight, but he's been eating pie. <laughs> it's good when they get you. Mm. Uh, what have you forgot? Uh, I will say... Other than Maven, because that's pretty exciting. The Kurt Angle baby gorilla. Oh, Yeah. Angle giving a little some it's, bananas it's, uh, to a baby gorilla. Yeah, it, was a good, it was a good week for dumb comedy. I guess. <laughs> good week for bollocks. Just no no common sense or making heels look good as we go into a weird period of WWE where I think it's the first time in a long time we've had a main event which was a bit crap. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not really comfortable on stuff when like super real serious stuff like, oh no, maybe Steph's baby is dead. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's we had a, a monkey with a big nose on earlier. Now it's like, oh, no. We had a discussion about this recently. I'm sure we did. Uh, because, probably because of Juice Robinson, I guess. No, no, it wasn't that. Oh. It was because on the classic Raw review, uh, we did the Pillman's Got a Gun episode. <laughs> and and they got a lot of complaints for that. Yeah, and then it got thrown off TV because of that. Yeah, and it was, and, and <laughs> but then they were like, why is it why is it TV shows can do that, but films and films can do that, but we can't. Remember? Because wrestling presents itself as a real thing, a real sport that's really happening. Yeah. Uh, movies don't pretend they're real things that are really happening. You kind of, they're just, they don't look at the camera all the time and go, this isn't real. But we know, like, that's what movies are. Wrestling pretends to be real. So therefore, when you do stuff like that, that, that is also pretending to be real, it has it hits different, which is why you can't really do it, you know, and, and not expect a backlash from doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm here to escape reality, not, you know, as I was saying before, when Vince Mann's like, cancer, cancer, cancer. I'm like, all right, fucking shut up, man. Yeah, there is that Dead as baby, well. dead baby, cancer. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's a weird time. Anti-Semitism. I'm like, Christ, can I just watch Canadian Destroyers and people kicking out a two? <laughs> That's all I want in my life now. Uh, what do you got coming up? Plug some things. Your Honour. Botchmania is currently out and still on YouTube. Hooray! In most countries. Um, Mace and Mansoor continue their feud with me. Uh, best of luck with Mace and Mansoor. Hunting you down. They are big lads. Like They are big boys. I hope you do all I right. I forget like Mansoor's like a kid. <laughs> what, like mid tw- mid-20s I'm like what the f- get away oh it's terrifying what are we going to talk about it's terrifying oh yeah Sonic what else <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you definitely talk about Sonic and what you? do you have planned Tom uh, on the podcast feed tomorrow this is exciting I had a lovely chat with the sinister minister Father James what? Mitchell no yeah get we, away we talk about the most violent show in NWA history Sawheim which is coming up uh, in a few weeks' time. So we talk about that and a load of other good stuff as well. So Father James Mitchell on the podcast feed tomorrow, which is exciting. Aww. And uh, imp- I'm, I'm on the Impact YouTube channel this week, which is exciting. No. Uh, Joe Hendry and I did an episode <gasps> of Food Fight. Uh, so you can, if you're Impact... What's Food Fight? So Joe Hendry goes and interviews people and they have a little bit of scran. And because obviously oh. Turning Point is in Newcastle, we had a big plate of Greg's. So we had some Greg's. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I talked about... Uh, we wait, talked... Wait, 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 I don't care about wrestling. What's a plate of Greg's? Like, just a bunch of pasties and stuff? Pasties and stuff. <laughs> the, the Newcastle delicacy. <laughs> it's the big plate. Well, it's... Well, it's it's, it's a the meta... same thing your nana gives you when you oh, said, oh, I didn't a, know you were coming. It's a metaphorical big plate. They're all in bags. It's a metaphorical <laughs> big plate. Uh, so we eat a bit of Greg's. His dog's in the video. So Gromit's in the video. So yeah. come see Gromit. Um, we <laughs> we talk about our favorite. Uh, we, we talk about impact moments. I, I get to sing the his song that he sang to Eli Drake to him, which oh. is always nice. The cult of Leeds, nice. Uh, and uh, he asks about me, I guess, to introduce Impact Wrestling to me because I'm now Canon. So there you go. I'm now Impact Wrestling Canon. No one can take that away from me. 
Well, like I'm going to hope you're going to get I'm, fired. If I became a wrestler tomorrow, that's on all the posters. <laughs> That is on all the fucking Tom Campbell live, Impact. also featuring <laughs> Impact Wrestling star Tom Campbell. <laughs> Fuck you all, <laughs> TNA wrestling star. Yes, so I'm TNA canon as well now. I've decided. Yes, which therefore makes me NWA canon as well. Well, you're always our ace and eight here at Call the Hole. I've been called an ace hole, for which I agree. <laughs> And of course, for the latest wrestling news throughout the week, you can check out cultaholic.com. He's at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Cultaholic on Twitter. Well, that was a short episode of the SmackDown Review. Good. Go and have a wank to celebrate. Love you. Bye. (laughs) And not a single cane impression. Except this one! Speaking of wank. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>